0: All right, after a week off, skipping a week from the podcast, we're finally doing it. This is week ten, I guess we just finished up. Week 10 recap, week eleven preview. I am back. I haven't hosted since week four, I think. And this time I'm with Keenan. What's up, Keenan?
1: What's going on? Glad to be on. It's about time you guys put me on.
0: Actually, uh, just looking back, looking at the Spotify, the last time you were on was the week 10 recap last year. So this exact same week last year was when you did it. Yeah, November 17th was when we recorded last time. Oh, dang. So I guess it's week 10 is Keenan week. Yeah,
1: from now on. From now
0: on. Which is appropriate because aren't you coming off back-to-back wins?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Well, yeah, I did, and then I lost to Teddy this week or last week. Yeah. Uh so yeah.
0: how how have you felt about your season so far? You came in with pretty high expectations. Actually, I looked back mm-hmm. at the stats. The highest scoring team ever to not make the playoffs was you last year. So yeah. which is pretty crazy yeah. going from that to this. And then you started off what, 0 and six, something like that, 0 and seven, maybe even more. And uh, traded yeah. away Hurts, then a two-game win streak, and now you're, like, projected high scoring again. So kind of a wild ride. So talk yeah. about
1: it. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Um, uh, one thing I will let everyone know is I'm done with Nick Chubb. Um, I've relied on him every year, and he's he's, you know, screwed me every single year. So once again, he did that this year as well. Um, And, you know, you know, with everything with Kamara being out for the first couple games, you know, that hurt me, too. Um, Daniel Jones is pretty much garbage now. Or I don't know what's going on in New York. So, yeah, it's been a struggle, really. Kenny Pickett's, you know, low scoring as well. Um, The
0: first player you called out was Nick Chubb. You said he screwed you every year. Nick Chubb has not screwed you a single year, ever. (laughs) <laughs> now, he, him screaming. getting hurt, he's, yeah, that he, sucks but Nick Chubb has been your yeah. rock since you traded for him He's a stud
1: Yeah, he's a stud, but man, as, can't stay Like, always hurt, man, always
0: Well, and that, does that mean you me shop him? Time. I mean, he, he potentially will come back next year Oh or yeah, the yeah, following most definitely. Year, But uh, I don't see him ever being the same running back he used to be Exactly,
1: so I will shop him, yeah, definitely will anyone else I'm,
0: I'm, on, on the block that you want to put out there and get your phone blown uh, up by uh, people like myself
1: chubbs <laughs> on the block daniel jones on the block um who else who else uh i think that's pretty much it. everyone else i kind of want to stick you know hopkins can be on the block too he's getting older um and uh obj's on the block Uh, Yeah, I think that's about it. Tyler Boyd's on the block. You know, I'm trying to go younger now, trying to get some of these young players, uh, you know, the the big trade with me letting go of Hurts. And that was really towards Teddy was over at my house and he brought it up and I was like, bro, I'm not trading him. And then he spouted out like what he was offering. And I was just like, man, I can't say no to that. So 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 I have to do it. Yeah, it was in person. It, it felt like I was high on, um, you know, Quentin Johnston and uh, Jalen Warren as well. You know, I figured Jalen Warren would take that spot from Najee because he was just, he was running harder and getting more mm-hmm. yards. And I I think uh, David had said that um, Warren starts this week, is the starter this week for Pittsburgh. So I was just like, I, I loved what I saw from him from the beginning. So when Teddy said all that, and, and then add the two first in, I was like, I had to take that. I feel for her.
0: So hindsight, it um, looks like you made the trade October 4th. It's November 15th. <clears throat> so we're, what, five, six weeks, something like that. <clears throat> what are your thoughts looking back on it? Do you wish you had gotten more? Are you still happy with it? Um, do you think you got a steal? What do you think in hindsight? Um,
1: I, I still like it. I still like it because I, I like the players I got. And I, I see a high cap for them. And, you know, two firsts. I'm not, I think it was a good trade. Um, I don't know how Teddy feels about it now. Um, he did get the win last week. He was, I know he was trending downwards for a minute, but hopefully he can do something with it. I like it personally for me. Um, and I know, I think, who was it? Uh, Billy could have offered me more, could have got Waddle for it or something instead. Um, I, you know what? I like the two that I got, they're not bad players. Um, and you know, so I, I'm good with it. I thought it was a good trade. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So now I'm happy with it. Now,
0: Teddy. I mm-hmm. mean, you you pretty much know. I mean, unless something crazy happens, you pretty much know where the first is going to be this year. Looking at ILP, of mm-hmm. all the pro- teams projected to miss the playoffs, he's far and away in first. He's third overall in ILP behind. Tyler, who's a mile ahead of everyone, and then myself, and Teddy's just right behind me. Um, So Mm -hmm. looking at that, if Teddy misses the playoffs, which the projections I think were were against him, were stacked against him to make the playoffs. I don't have the exact number because my computer doesn't want to load. But with Mm -hmm. that being the case, it's pretty much going to be pick eight. So pick eight – is fine and even if it is good draft class, a deeper draft class, you know, mid first this year, mid to late first is better than mid to late first last year, at least in my opinion. But yeah, did you expect it to be a higher pick, lower pick when you were making the trade?
1: Oh no, no, no. I didn't expect it to be a, a lower pick or, or higher one. I knew it was I think what we were talking about, it, we figured it would be mid already. We kind of mm-hmm. placed that in our heads when we was doing it. So yeah, I already Wherever it, wherever it lands is pretty much, I didn't expect it to be um, a, a low pick. I knew he was – I just wanted one of those first because, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a nice draft class this year. Yeah. So I got my eyes open on a couple people.
0: Which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, I feel, you know, week 10, week 11, so much is going to change between now and the actual draft. that this is one of the few times yeah. we actually can talk prospects a little bit. Um, but, you know, once we're in the off season, then that, those conversations dry up, but, um, but we'll, we'll get there. I think David asked a question on that touched on your trade on the other side. Do you think Teddy would, uh, undo it now that it's a long shot for him to make the playoffs and he doesn't have a first for two years?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he would undo it. Yeah. I mean, he came well, he was here and we were talking about a trade. He was very, he said it, but then he was like, no, you know, he's going back and forth. But he he was I I kind of gauged him to go all in this year. He had a great team. I was like, go all in. You just need that Jalen Hurts. That's gonna push you over. So I kind of did pull it out of him. So if I was if he was here now, or he would have probably said no nah to that trade. I would say
0: that's funny. Um, it, it's Yeah, funny he, because would, he would definitely when, say when, no. I I don't know. I mean, Jalen Hurts. He could easily flip for. Get as many picks. I he get three first back for Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. if he wants. I mean, you go to a certain dynasty websites, and a lot of them have Jalen Hurts player number two overall behind Mahomes, uh, him. You know, mm-hmm. and Josh Allen. Some still have two, but um, I think Hurts and the general consensus consensus has passed uh, has passed him. And uh, and actually, yeah. ESPN gives Teddy eighteen percent. I mean, at five and five, and a lot of the top teams playing each other these last few weeks, eighteen percent isn't terrible. Um yeah. But we'll do a quick recap um d- uh of this past week uh just like we always mm-hmm. start with Speak up if there's anything you want to touch on. But normally in this podcast, I feel like the recap ends up taking 45 minutes because everyone makes the exact <laughs> same points about every team. Oh, this person needs a receiver. Oh, this person's rebuilding and should do it this way. So um, so if you have something new you want to jump in and share, have at it. Uh, but I'm just going to go down the list. Uh, whenever anyone looks at the portal, it has their game at the top, so that's where I'm starting. I beat Andrew 118 to six, 118.66 to 110.64, low scoring game, mostly a low scoring week. Um, my pro- I was projected to lose, honestly, for the most part, but then Keenan Allen and B. John Robinson went nuts, and uh, and I ended up pulling that one out. Yeah. Griffey beat Tyler, which uh, which has Griffey now same record as. Uh, as Sam and they play each other the very last week of the season. So we could have a play into the playoff with that one. Tyler still virtually, I mean, he's clenched the playoffs. Let's be honest. He's eight and two. And even if he loses out with eight wins, he would need teams to, because Sam and uh, Jonathan play each other, one of them will, best case scenario or worst case scenario, I guess, would have eight wins. And no one's catching Tyler scoring, so I'm going to say he's clinched. I've mm-hmm. at the same record eight and two, virtually clinched. If I lose out, you know, Sam or Griffey could pass me in scoring, but right now I have the tiebreaker over them. Um. Uh. But uh, anyway, but uh, Jonathan needed that win. Was the highest scoring team, and uh, and that keeps him in the hunt. For, um, yeah. Billy beat Sam one twenty eight to one hundred and one. Another low scoring one, but Sam. I don't think I've ever seen anyone with so many buys. He was starting i mean he was starting people he picked up that same week it uh week, like yeah. waiver wire guys so even the the fact that he broke hundred I guess is impressive um Kevin beat ben really tough blow to Ben because ben ben has been in the playoff hunt and he's still five and five and in it, but he's mm-hmm. behind virtually everyone else in it he's behind everyone else in it in the tiebreaker and uh and now he's got to play Teddy twice and Billy for the last three weeks. So he needs to win out. And that's a tough schedule. Teddy beat you. You put up 147, which is one of the highest scoring scores on the week. But Teddy's yeah. second highest scoring team behind Griffey with 163. Uh, Brian Robinson, Geno Smith, they they blew up for him. And then David uh, got his second win, tying you now in that last place record, beating Kenny 142 to 124. Um, so in, any thoughts from this past week?
1: Um, no, um, not really. Uh I feel like a lot of these, I was really watching that Griffey Tyler matchup. So I'm kind of happy, uh, Griffey came out of that with the win, um, just because I'm a fan of Griffey, you know, um,
0: but no, it, it was if you're listening, comment. I, I say that all the time, but he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> shout out <laughs> Griffey.
1: Shout out Griffey, but no, Tyler's my boy too. But I, I was going for Griffey on that one. I, I was really watching. I was talking to Teddy about our game because I was, I was telling him I was like, I, I, I need to stop winning right now because I'm on a roll with everything. But his team showed up, which I was happy for. I guess you could say. Um, um, yeah, uh, it just not really anything else, pretty much. Um, yeah. I'm just glad his boys came to show up to play. Um. You snuck out a win, I saw that
0: just barely,
1: and then, yeah, and then i and then me and David or oh, I was watching his matchup too because you know me and him are at the bottom, and you know, and what's to say that this week now, me and him play, so we'll see see what happens there,
0: yeah, well, um, yeah, I mean, you said. You know, you might not need a win, but wins at this point, you're you're eliminated. We can talk playoff scenarios, yeah, I yeah, touched yeah. on a little bit, but you yeah. are even if you went out, there's it's impossible. You are actually eliminated, not even you know a long shot. Um, exactly. So what matters to you, you know, is a playing spoiler, and I do like that the teams. We always use the word basement, but the basement teams this year, I like that we don't have any tylers out there who just try and tank that you guys want to play spoiler (laughs) i mean even david making all these moves that ultimately are going to hurt his ilp but he just wants to win and i love that Um, yeah uh, so playing spoiler is a big one i actually play you in a couple weeks and a Um, one win for me in these last three weeks will officially clinch a playoff spot for me Uh, but you have Mm -hmm. a chance because my other matchups are tyler and billy Um, so those two are definitely tough and I could easily lose both, but you have a a chance to really, uh, play spoiler against me. Um, but, uh, the other thing is ILP and we had some shakeups in the ILP this week. I'll go through those. As I mentioned, Mm -hmm. Teddy is now three. He passed Billy. So the top four ILPs are Tyler, then myself, then Teddy, then Billy, Mm um, with Teddy scoring over 200 ILP this week I believe that's only happened a couple times this year mostly by Tyler he's done it four times which is insane um, but yeah 200.96 is a really good ILP bumped him into third place and is, um, is is meaning if he doesn't make the playoffs he's virtually a lock for the last pick of the non playoff teams um Mm. jonathan passed ben those two are neck and neck they're only 10 ilp points apart from each other um but that's good for me because everyone knows i have ben's pick so everyone in this entire group is rooting for all in ben um (laughs) they're on the ben wagon but uh but yeah so currently where it stands that ben pick is six and griffey's now in seventh if he misses the playoffs um and then the big one is you You have in your 153, 155, 171 these last three weeks, have it Mm -hmm. blown up with the ILP, averaging 154 ILP points per week. Andrew went 127 and 88 the last two weeks. So Andrew was two weeks ago sitting at the fourth pick projected in the draft. Then he passed Kenny Mm -hmm. for having a crappy week. Then he passed you for having a crappy week. So if the draft were to happen today, the draft order would be David – then Andrew, then you at three, then Kenny, Kevin, Ben, Jonathan, Teddy, and then the four playoff teams: um, Tyler, myself, Billy, and Sam. Um, so, so big things. And you and Ben, you and Andrew are very close to each other, and even Kenny's pretty close to the two of y'all. So that David, I feel like locked up the number one pick, but I feel like the three of y'all realistically any any one of you guys can end up with the number two pick in the draft and in this draft we have marvin harrison and caleb williams both assuming they you know they both declare that number two pick could be pretty Mm -hmm. valuable yeah um so is that knowing that is that going to change how you manage your team in any way
1: no it's not
0: Okay. So, so any, you're yeah. more of the former. Like I said, you want, you want to play spoiler. You're going to try and put the best lineup, pick up the best players and all that.
1: Oh, maybe not pick up the best player, but I put my best lineup of what I got so far all the time. I think if you check back, I'm still playing the, the best people. I'm not sitting anyone out kind of thing. So I, I you coming in week 12, I'm definitely going to try to play spoiler. So, <laughs> you know, I got to do that to you. Got to, you know, got to do that. So I'm going to do that for you. But, yeah, I'm always going to play pick, play the best squad out there that I have on my roster.
0: It's funny you say that because you're actually the best at it in the league. Looking at missed points, total versus, like, ideal lineup, you yeah, have the always. least indifference. You have started the closest to your ideal lineup across the entire mm-hmm. season, um, yeah. Penny being number two and worst being Teddy. Teddy, um, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, Teddy has left almost 300 points on the table this year. You've only oh, left 130 wow. on the table. So. Wow. Wow. That sounds like Teddy. Yeah. And honestly, that's a couple <laughs> wins, you know, that, that could have gone right Teddy's there. way. But but it is yeah, what it is. True. That's part of fantasy. That's just a stat that's not typically tracked. Um, if it was tracked in my other leagues, I'm sure I would bang my head against the wall sometimes seeing how, how poorly I've done in that regard.
1: <laughs> now you said
0: week 12 you're coming for me. Yeah. Are you part of the the league's general philosophy of anti James?
1: James. I am in a sense. You know, I love you James, but I am in a sense I got to follow uh, the rest of my squad here, but I you know, I don't think so in a sense. Like I'll I'll still trade with you James. I wouldn't that pass i know everyone's like stay away from james if you trade with james blah blah i'll still trade with you but the deal has to be perfect it has to work out for me and you or just mostly <laughs> me so but <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm, I, I'm hello can you hear me yeah i can hear you oh, okay okay i think it went out there for a minute but yeah i'm not i'm not anti-james
0: Looking back, actually, in the tracked trades that go back through 2020, there's not a single one that's been processed between you and me. So um, so we need to get on that and make a deal. But um, hey, where yeah. do you think that hate comes from? I'm actually genuinely curious. <laughs> um, do you think it is because I'm the commissioner? Because people just generally in most leagues are anti-commissioner. Do you think it's yeah. because i'm the only team who's made the playoffs every year of most champions you know have the history the success or uh or why why do you think it's um people are are anti me in the league
1: i feel like (laughs) i feel like it is partly just being the commissioner uh i feel like if the commissioner switched to like billy or someone else within a year or two they'll be like anti commissioner (laughs) <laughs> eventually and then also part I think it's because you've been on top for so long and then the trades you've made some feel like you've gotten the best out of it um it might have screwed some people do you feel that way uh I have to go back to our last trade I don't remember what our last trade was
0: well it's like I said well, looking back to the tracker we haven't made one since before 2020.
1: Not, yeah yeah so I think that's what it is. I remember, we had that whole trade I got vetoed, where it was the um, what was it, Rogers, and what was it? Keenan Allen? Is,
0: looking back at that one, which people say is historically bad, the assets yeah. I've got, I would have gotten are were Kyle Pitts and turned into Kenny Pickett, and you would have gotten Keenan <laughs> Allen, who's wide receiver four or something this year. Four. You would have gotten Aaron Rodgers, who's definitely even at forty is more valuable than Kenny Pickett in Dynasty.
1: So right now, you, yeah.
0: looking back at that vetoed trade, it's it's <laughs> funny how uh how that wasn't as bad as people as people were saying I at thought the time. it was going
1: to be. In. And at that yeah. point, I remember when we were doing that trade, I was just trying to go all in. I think that was the year that the year before I was like on the cusp of making the playoffs or something. And mm-hmm. something happened. I could, no one approved me to get that last minute trade or something I think happened. I yeah, I, I remember th- this.
0: This was last season. You and I, when we had the veto trade, it was in the off season before last season. And mm-hmm. yeah, you had made a trade um, last year, but someone played on Thursday or something, and you made it on Wednesday. Yeah. And we had the forty-eight hour review period, and you asked me if yeah. we could waive it, and. I mean, that's just it's just how if you wave it for one, you got to wait for everyone. But I did let the league vote on a midseason yeah. change to, um, you know, to lower it to 24 hours or something like that. And it was it was voted down. But we uh, we did change that this past off season. So trade reviews, 24 hours. But, yeah, I don't I'm not going to ever just process a trade immediately. Billy asked oh, yeah. earlier this year, too, and I told him no. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Yeah, I remember that now
1: and all coming back. You know what? I'm not anti James. I love James. James, let's make a trade.
0: The least <laughs> screen me air. that yeah. He, he, he yeah. Me. It's it's just I don't have I don't want Daniel Jones. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you sure?
1: He's the man. He's the man. Danny Dimes. Come on. Something like that. Something like
0: that. Um, okay. Well, uh any other you know, highlights, topics you just wanna talk about, get off your chest you know, crazy thoughts from the first 10 weeks of the year before I get into these questions? Because we questions. got a ton of questions. We got two weeks worth of questions on here.
1: <laughs> um, no, not really. I think, um, you know, we talk about in the league every time, but I would just say you you saw the news. I want to get your take on, uh, what's his name, going into surgery? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah. How you feeling about that?
0: I mean, obviously it sucks because he's yeah. been, he's my super flex and I'm going to have to go with Will Levis now. Um, but Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's had a down year overall, mm. um, but he's still, I mean, he was averaging 15 points a game, which isn't terrible. Like on the fantasy side, he was a top, I think it was like QB 18 or 17 or something on points per game. Comparable to actually some decent quarterbacks. Um and he has shown in a couple weeks, like, it, it's been inconsistent. I think he's still getting back to his old self. I mean, he was mm-hmm. before, like, he was player two. He had the value of Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen does now. Deshaun Watson did before all this went down, you know, just a couple of years ago. He was two player two behind Mahomes.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But, like, for example, in this past week, he – in the second half, he went 14 of 14, you know, against Tennessee, he went 27 of 33 with two touchdowns, no picks. He has a couple 20 plus point games. Like Deshaun Watson, I, I've have shopped him. I think his value has bottomed out. I think, you know, and, and supposedly he's been playing hurt. The games that he has played, he's missed half the season, but the games he has played, he's supposedly he's been playing hurt. So I would think has mm-hmm. the surgery whole off season, while it sucks for me now, um, I think it's ultimately going to be a good thing. And next year, I, I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, QB two player overall two again. First, you know, elite, you know, worth that level. But I do think his value is going to go up some. And um, and so it, it sucks. But I hope I hope I'm right and that he's back on the upswing a little bit
1: next year. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: All right, so let's get into these questions here. Um, If I can find them, I'm going to, I didn't, actually, I didn't write them down here. All right, Tyler said, I want him to talk about base athletics. I'll let you run with that one.
1: All right, so I feel like I just talked to you about this and everything. So uh, opening up a soccer facility that's going to be It's name-based athletics, but we're gonna be focusing around um, indoor soccer. Um, We're gonna be playing five-a-side in there, and we're also gonna do a lot of youth training as well for kids and stuff to come play and learn the game of soccer. Um, It's gonna be, it's right there behind, uh, what was that, Top Golf area over there for Huff Road and Howell Mill Drive. Howell Mill, yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna be a warehouse. It's gonna be fun Um, looking to, have it open in February of next year. Right now we're doing all the construction work and getting the warehouse set up. Um, and uh, James knows I've always wanted to do something like this for years now. So it was just like the right time, found the right space. Um, everything's like working in hand in hand. So it's it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, James actually got to come and see the warehouse as well. Um, and yeah it's it's just been an amazing thing and i i'm so happy because one of my biggest thing is to to give back to the kids to have them grow with soccer and you know soccer in america is is climbing every year it's getting higher and higher so i'm excited um, we got the world cup coming as well so i'll be open around that time and also you know the u.s soccer headquarters is now in atlanta as well so um, I'm in talks with Atlanta United right now, helping out investing as well. So it, it's a very cool project, um, kind of like a lifelong dream of mine. So I'm happy it's coming together. So yeah, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. You've been talking about that for years back when you worked at, yeah. Maddox, um, when yeah. we used to go to lunch, you'd talk about doing something. So, so that's awesome. and it, And it's a great location too.
1: Yeah yeah just where it is like behind because you got top golf down the street you got um what's it called over there right now the interlock i guess you can say that's what Howard mill is called now the west mid town area um yeah it's a perfect location um and they're building up a lot of houses a lot of um apartments over there as well so we'll get to capture some of that there get a lot of kids out there so yeah it's gonna be fun i'm excited
0: yeah um, yeah, I'm excited for you, man. And you know what we need to do is because we have had an international audience here at this podcast before. <laughs> if you recall, we had that one guy in Poland or wherever. Shout out Poland. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so all our listenership, we need you to record a commercial for Base Athletics. If you do oh, that, nice. I'll play it in the middle of every podcast episode. We'll take a commercial break and get you get you your advertising <laughs> to uh, to the dozen <laughs> listeners we have.
1: We need to go video wise. We need to set up at the warehouse. You know, you come in, put a desk, a table, actually have people on and video. I think that'd be
0: awesome. Done. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Next question. Billy said, "I'd like to hear what James offered Mahomes before Sam pressed send on the Mahomes news." And the honest, I'll be honest. The answer is nothing. I did not say anything about Mahomes until Sam did text and say uh you know Mahomes is on the block and I did text him 5 minutes or so after that when I saw it
1: mm-hmm. and my
0: text to Sam was no he isn't <laughs> I did not make an <laughs> offer immediately and and he said why not and I I did send him an offer and we texted a little bit um mm-hmm and then uh and then he went dark he went griffey on me he just didn't respond uh, and so uh the last response i have so sam if you're listening if you like what my last offer was or it's close let's talk because you know I'd, I'd love to have my homes
1: I mean, I'd love to have Mahomes too. Maybe I need to reach out to Sam.
0: What would your offer be, Keenan? You got all these picks. You got Teddy picks yeah, and your I picks. I mean, Sam said um, Mahomes' price is five picks. You got four, um, but you got some high ones. Would you give all four of uh, your firsts over the next two years for Patrick? Uh, nah, nah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't um think so.
1: but it would be high picks. I don't think I would go that far, but um, because that's a lot. Um, but it is Patrick Mahomes, you know. Um I don't know. I have to think about it. I'm like sitting here and I'm calculating in my head what I could do for Mahomes and I would throw Sam right back in the mix of draft this year or so and I know he needs picks. Yeah. He, has he doesn't a, have a lot. Of, so. I think
0: he only has a third uh this year.
1: Yeah, so well, I I think um I think we'll have to talk about that Sam if you're listening.
0: Bam, hit Keenan look, up. He's got look, look. Uh, Daniel Jones on the block. So
1: Yeah, Daniel Jones is definitely on the block. You could have him.
0: <laughs> hey, maybe I need him after the Deshaun Watson news.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe you do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler said, and if league members can get access to the pitch in off hours.
1: Oh, of course, yeah, off hours. Everyone gets access to the pitch. Come do well, have and some let me soccer know.
0: players in the league, so I think we need a uh, Sha Dynasty team in the uh, in your league at play.
1: League. <laughs> Sounds good. Right. I'll take it. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> Are you going to be playing in any, like joining a team?
1: Uh, personally, I want to, but I feel like I'm going to be running a lot of the things. But I will try to play if I can. Um, I'm actually looking for someone to be the manager kind of thing for the warehouse right now. Uh, um, so if I do get a manager in time before we open, I'll definitely be playing. But for right, right. now, I'm not going to play.
0: All right. Well, you will hire a manager, and uh, we're going to do a Shad dynasty team. It's going to be you, me, and we're going to get Kenny out there. He's going to start playing soccer mm-hmm. again, my right. brothers. Um, hey. I don't know who else on the, <laughs> the league plays soccer. Uh, Billy does but he, or did, but he lives across the country. Uh, Teddy, yeah. we get Teddy in there.
1: Teddy can coach, too. He'll be a player coach. Oh, yeah. You know Teddy, yeah. He's definitely going to coach. All right. Anderson, go ahead. I was like, well, you know, the first men's league is what I'm going to start with when it opens in February. So I need to start getting the teams because, you know, it's 10 teams, eight players on each team, five five starting. So if we could get it before them, get the team together, maybe we can play on the first men's league
0: done done let's do it (laughs) all right andrew said favorite christmas podcast have you ever heard a christmas podcast
1: no i haven't at all but i will give it my favorite christmas movie let's hear it it is a christmas story
0: that is a top tier christmas movie
1: yeah i mean they're they're playing it right now already so yeah every year same thing i watch it at least three or four times when it happens um Yeah, but Christmas story would have to be the best one. I I always ask the question, is Home Alone a Christmas story or not? Yes,
0: it is a Christmas movie.
1: Is it a Christmas movie?
0: Absolutely. I don't even think that one's up for debate. I think a close, a one that's more debatable something like Gremlins, which takes place all Christmas.
1: Yeah, true, true. I don't know. I know there was a lot of talks about if Home Alone was actually a Christmas movie. Um, I think so. I mean, it plays all the time. it's one of the biggest ones I think I remember growing yeah. up. But, yeah, so, okay. Um,
0: yeah, Amanda no actually Christmas. makes a list every year of Christmas movies that we have to watch. And she does the same thing October of Halloween movies. And Home Alone and Gremlins are actually both on there. So I watch a lot of Christmas movies during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, my number one Christmas movie is The Santa Claus with Tim okay. Allen from the 90s. The Tim Santa Allen. Claus.
1: Yeah, he's doing another one right now. Yeah. And and number
0: two, I'm putting It's a Wonderful Life, little old school one. And I like watching it in black and white better than in the color. Okay, okay. Uh, Maybe Elf number three. But anyway, that's going off on a tangent. Andrew has Christmas podcast. (laughs) I've never heard of Christmas podcast, but I have heard some podcasts do supplemental Christmas episodes. So I'm going to shout out my all time favorite podcast and that's Mike Duncan's, the history of Rome. So check that out. Um, He did, if I remember a podcast um, episode about Saturnalia, which is a, um, pagan roman holiday, holiday and how a yeah. lot of christmas traditions uh come from Saturnalia traditions um mm. so worth a listen i think it was only like 20 some minutes long and you'll learn some cool stuff about you know why do we hang lights on a tree why do we do this and that and stuff like that how it's really a lot of its roman stuff um andrew said or documentary so i don't know a christmas documentary <laughs> so we'll just go what's your favorite documentary or a documentary you want to shout out Uh favorite documentary. Um or just one you want to shout out. Uh I don't have one. I don't remember the last time I watched the documentary. You cannot top out on any of these questions. Tyler and Teddy topped out on every question last time, and I'm still hurt by it. So they're never gonna be able to co-host together again without supervision. (laughs) So give me an answer.
1: Um uh documentary, the last one. Um uh, I don't know. I don't remember the last one.
0: <laughs> You've never seen documentary. a documentary. This is
1: no, not have. as bad we're as like Tyler thinking... never seeing
0: a movie. One. We're going <laughs> for one. Just name a documentary at this point.
1: Uh, was 14 Peaks of documentary? It sounds like a documentary,
0: but I don't know what that is.
1: All right. 14 Peaks. No one knows it, so we'll just say 14
0: Peaks. Is it climbing... Fourteen different mountains, about that or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. It was the mountain when I didn't watch the whole thing, but I remember it was like I had a piece on. I was listening to it in the background when I was doing work or something.
0: All right, Keenan's putting his stamp of approval on something that was half that he heard half of it in the background <laughs> while he was working. So <laughs> yeah, uh, the the documentary I'm going to throw out there was actually a thirty for thirty. You know those ESPN thirty for thirties, Keenan? Oh yeah, yeah. Now the very what? first one. Because it initially started an ES- uh, when ESPN had their 30 year celebration. I think it was 2009, something like that. They did 30 documentaries. Mm-hmm. And the very first one they aired of season one of 30 for 30s was about fantasy sports. So, this being oh, a fantasy okay. football podcast, go check out the very first 30 for 30. Um, it was about the creation of fantasy sports back in the 80s. Some guys came up with the idea, and they around uh, lunch, uh, when they were at their favorite restaurant that they used to go to um, regularly, it was called Rotisserie Something or Other. I don't remember the specifics. I saw this documentary a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So they created Rotisserie League Baseball, um, and that was the first fantasy sports where they would pull stats from the from the newspaper. They did an auction draft. No one knew how to value anything, and then they didn't make a lot of money over on it because they just tra- trademarked the title Rotisserie League. Um, And then the big players just renamed it Fantasy League. But that's also why you see websites like Roto-Wire, Roto-Baller. It's a tribute, you know, it's a rotisserie, or Mr. Roto is Matt Berry. But so that's the documentary I'm going to throw out there was uh, the very first 30 for 30. All right, Billy said, top recommended movie that you believe will change someone's life who's never seen movies.
1: Ooh, I actually thought about this one, and I'm going to go with my favorite that changed, I felt like changed me with movies was uh, do you remember the movie Tron? Yep, the light cycle and everything. I felt like when I saw that movie, I was just like, oh, this has to be the future. Like the way it was shot and everything, and light cycles were like the coolest thing to me. Um, I would go, I would go Tron. Tron is you know, and favorites. I've never
0: seen Tron oh wow <laughs> didn't they wow. remake it there's two two of them i think yeah yeah.
1: A, yeah they remade it the original was always my favorite but yeah tron was see, amazing it was ahead of his time
0: see i i know billy said someone who's never seen movies i feel like yeah. it's mostly directed at tyler but just in general someone who's never seen movies <laughs> i feel like tr- tron would just it'd be too much it would hurt their brain you know break them something like that you got to ease them into something um but i took this question specific to tyler what's a movie that (laughs) will change tyler's life and i picked a movie that i really enjoy that i used to watch a lot back in college with my friends um, because i thought Mm -hmm. it was hilarious and it was newer back then and that's 40 year old virgin and the (laughs) other reason why i'm picking this one as a recommendation for tyler is because when we asked about his first kiss, he was just talking about his parents and stuff. So based off <laughs> of that, I'm assuming, you know, that one day when Tyler turns 40, this movie could be relevant to him. So. Uh, so, yeah, 40 year old virgin make you feel like you're not alone, Tyler, when you're 40 and you're watching it. So. Uh, so that's <laughs> the one that I picked.
1: OK, OK. All right. I can quote uh, I could quote that movie like the back of my hand.
0: Dude, when I was in college, if we ever, like my roommates and stuff, we ever didn't feel like, you know, going out or was just, you know, staying in the, uh, in the dorm, in the apartment or yeah. whatever. Um, this is when I lived with Bowie and a couple other guys. We would play the drinking game Landmines. I don't know if you know that one where you spent a coin and you crushed it with the beer can and whatnot. Um, you, like you crush your beer can on top of it and stuff like that. And we would just mm-hmm. turn off 40 Old Virgin. Like, it's just, if we're just hanging out, we're not going out, we'd play Landmine and watch 40-Year-Old Virgin. So, I've seen that movie more than (laughs) any of those other, like, early 2000s, you know, Judd Apatow comedy
1: movies. um, Yeah, exactly. There was a ton of them. Uh, What's the other one? Wedding Crashers.
0: Um, All those are top tier. I actually own, like, all those movies. I'm getting rid of my DVDs, so I'm giving them to Andrew. So.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, no, I agree.
0: All right. Kenny says, what's one dish that you think you cook, prepare better than the average person?
1: Uh, so I thought about this and I make a mean risotto. Okay. That's, that's um, my dish of choice.
0: See, i uh, I wasn't too sure where to go with this. My first thought was some sort of I make breakfast a lot. You know, Amanda makes most of our dinners, so like mm-hmm. just breakfast food and stuff. But I asked her instead because I think it's good to have an objective other person's opinion. Yeah. Um, and she said, Ooh, that chicken pine nut pasta stuff you make is really, really good. And I don't even know what it's called. It's just this pasta dish with chicken and um, and stuff. And it's, uh, really good. And then she said, you're great at desserts too, like your key lime bars. But for me, honestly, it's just finding the recipe. I'm not a great cook when it comes to like, Oh, these are my ingredients. Let me come up with something, but I can follow instructions. And so I guess those (laughs) are some instructions that, you know, that I found because I cook dinner two nights a week, um, for in our household typically. Um, try and find recipes and those ones were ones I found that I, that she, I guess she really liked. So, um, so that's the answer that Amanda uh, gave for me. All right. How would you fix Manchester United if you were the new owner?
1: Uh, I told Teddy this already. I would get rid of everyone. I would keep Bruno Fernandez Mason Mount because, you know, he used to play for Chelsea and I have love for him, but really that whole team is rubbish. They really are. And I would get rid of everything and start all over.
0: Okay. Burn it down.
1: <laughs> Burn it down.
0: <laughs> you'll you'll trade do Daniel like Jones.
1: Manchester. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would do better than them. I can't stand uh, Manchester United. So, All
0: right. How many Chinese pot stickers do you think you could eat before you became physically ill?
1: Uh, I would say probably, I'm going to go 20. Oof. Um, I can I can do about twenty.
0: Yeah, I'd say that's in range, but I'm gonna take the under for me, so I'll say eighteen.
1: Eighteen, okay. Yeah, you could stick two more in there. You could do twenty. You could do. 20. I don't know,
0: man. I can't eat like I used to. There was a time where, <laughs> um, like my go-to order at Waffle House used to be two All Star specials, and okay. I would eat the two, whole of thing.
1: <laughs> two of them. What? two of them.
0: Yeah, and I would eat the whole thing. I remember once Andrew and I went to Waffle House together, and we ordered four. We each ordered two, and we ate the whole thing. And then we went straight from there to a party at uh, Ben's place. I don't know if you remember this, Ben. This was when you lived – what was that place? You know, Giles Road and whatnot. Um, Yeah, we went there, and we started playing beer pong, and we were just so full because we were playing beer pong 15 minutes after we just ate two All-Star specials. We both went and threw up and then rallied and played the game, game, finished the game. (laughs) Um, uh, all right. Oh, Billy says thoughts on PC culture.
1: Uh, I'm a Mac guy. I think he said that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always Mac. Everything's Mac. Um, Apple all the way. So that's me.
0: You know, I, I just got my first Mac. I've always done PC, but Amanda and I, um, got a refurbished mac sam from sam actually so if you're if you've always been a mac guy is there anything i need to know Since so i haven't used it a lot what what any uh cool features or anything i should be aware of that i might not know
1: uh cool features compared to a mac, uh windows and all, all other stuff microsoft um i'm trying to think if there's any cool like i can't do on here but i can do on here um no, not necessarily. I just like how everything's connected. Like, you know, my messages show up. That's fair. And everything's all at once. Like, I can message you from my my laptop and all that. I think that's, like, the biggest convenience that I like about it.
0: That's fair. I mean, I have an iPhone already, so um, so yeah. Uh, all right. Teddy said, are you still proud to be an honorary Pensic?"
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. And he asked me to
0: rank, rank all in, four brothers by who can hold four. Their alcohol best now i don't know if you've ever met rod my brother but no. uh we're gonna change this to to five brothers sam andrew me rod and you can just guess on rod um and yourself so of the five of us rank us
1: uh andrew if i had it on my
0: head andrew you think he can hold as the best or the worst
1: Beth, he can ho- hold the liquor the best. Okay. Um, Andrew, Sam. No, Andrew, you, Sam. That's the ranking.
0: Okay. From the brothers I know. And then we'll put Rod after that. What about yourself, Tina? Where do you put in there as an honorary? Oh, pencil, the, you're at, honorarily at the in the
1: rankings. I'm honorably at the bottom. I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think too. you're probably a distant last really. in that
1: one. Yeah, a distant last, like far, like not even in the conversation.
0: All right. What's next? Oh, Kenny said, Sam, Andrew, James, Keenan is my predicted order, which a little different than what you had. Mm. All right. Let's scroll down to where are the questions from this time? Give me one second. People were really hating on uh no pod last week, and honestly, everyone, that's on me. Keenan and I, we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't make it. When were we initially going to court? Friday or something like that. Friday. And then Saturday, yeah. you're like, I can. I was like, Well, I can too. I have a, like an hour window <laughs> here, not a ton of time. My son's asleep, but this is the first time I'm actually getting to sit for like a week and just chill. Nah, Chill, they can yeah. go without a pod for a week. <laughs> I do like the whole um mixing it up instead of just me with someone else every time. I like well, we've had a lot of Teddy with other people, but I want some new combos. Like, let's get like I don't know, uh Ben and Kevin or some you know, uh, some random uh pairings. People, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree. We should do that.
0: All right, For the this next round, when I asked uh, two hours ago, Tyler's first thing, would you like to publicly condemn your quarterback? Condemn Trevor Lawrence for what? <laughs> now, everyone knows that what Deshaun Watson did was really shitty, um, and mm. consider him condemned, Tyler. <laughs> uh, early thoughts on 2024 draft QB class. Who do you like? I'll let you go first. Well, have you done any... Uh, Homework on the draft or have you been following Ooh. college football closely? Anything like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do follow it um closely. Um, um the draft, I mean I I I'll put this out. I like I like uh what's the name from North Carolina? What was it Drake May? Yep. I I think he's good. Maybe more so over Caleb Williams. Um okay. Why I like him a lot, uh, just from what I've seen. I, I I I'm just thinking. I don't know if I'm I'm going in my Tebow ways or something. I don't know. I just feel something in him. You know, I'm going with my feelings again. Okay, and I feel like he can be good. I feel like he can be good, but I mean, Kayla Williams looks good. There's uh who else? Uh, the only person that I don't see going is, uh, or that I don't have a feeling on is Bo Nix. I don't think he's really shown me anything that I'm like, oh shit, I gotta try to go get him or something, or he's gonna be good. Um, I actually think, uh, who is it? Uh, Penix, and I actually think, uh, what's the Michigan quarterback? Uh, JJ McCarthy. I think he's gonna be a good prospect too. um, Now, Bo
0: Nix is throwing 29 touchdowns, two interceptions, and he's completing 78% of his passes for almost 3,200 yards. He arguably has the best stats of any quarterback in the country right now.
1: I don't think that would equate for the NFL level. I feel like he'll be another um, wolfing.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I I mean, Caleb Williams, you have Drake May ahead of him, sure, and I've actually read that some other scouts do too. But Ben and Mm -hmm. I went, I mean, I think someone said, we did go to the USC versus Washington game. Now, there was no defense in that game. But occasionally Got Washington out of pass rush and stuff. And Caleb Williams, of any college game I've been to, that was the most impressive single quarterback individual performance I've seen live. Uh, he was really freaking good. Um, and Ben will back that up. It was, it was, it was fun to watch. Um, now, Michael Penix was really good too, but USC's defense was noticeably worse. He would have all day. Um, and, you know, Caleb Williams, his pocket presence, if there was pressure on him, he was just aware of where everything was. Sometimes he would have to roll out and make a crazy throw like across his body and it would be a dime downfield. Like watching him, he was really good. Um, Mm. now it's, it's nice that you like Drake may better, or at least as of now, because sitting third in our draft order, I would imagine most people will take Marvin Harrison and Kay Williams in either order, the top two. And so you sit in three. Drake May's probably the projected number three pick in our rookie draft. So just, so. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know, no doubt, I'm going. I I think you can look at my team and know I'm gonna go quarterback.
0: Yeah, if you traded um, away, hurts. I mean, you have that yeah. hole right there. And and having the late yeah. the mid to late first as well, it's a deep receiver class this year yeah um, yeah i mean maybe one of the running backs maybe even the top running back will be there at eight um uh, brock bowers you know is a great tight end but receivers yeah. it's deep not just marvin harrison like keon coleman Malik Nabors, yeah. like neighbors neighbors yeah Bodunze, you know that's just to name a few i mean there's five guys who you know Probably would have been who will be first rounders this year. Any of them you can make a case would maybe been the number one receiver taken last year. Um, so it's uh, it's a good receiver class to be. Um, so if you need a receiver as well, then you can maybe jumpstart your rebuild with uh, Drake May and uh, let's say Keon Coleman both or something Coleman like
1: that or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. yeah Sam, it's, so- it's deep. How many of you and your clones would it take to beat Aaron Donald in a cage match?
1: Aaron Donald? Um, my clone is just, oh, that's Aaron Donald? He's not that big. I'm going to go at least five of us. We got how it. many did you say? Five. How how
0: big are you, Keenan? 6'2", um,
1: 230. Okay. Five of us, yeah. Yeah, we got
0: five. Aaron Donald is (laughs) 300 pounds, give or take. No, a little less than that. We'll say 290. (laughs) But he's a ripped 290. Um, Five for you maybe, but you're a big dude and you're in shape. Me, I am not in shape and I'm not a big dude, or at least I'm a big dude, just not jacked big, but just like getting a gut. So it's over for me. It's over five for sure. I'm going to say, I need. I mean, now I could swarm them if there's a bunch of us, but Aaron Donald could kill one of me in a second. <laughs> um, the one thing I will say is if, you know, myself, if there's a bunch of me's, I feel like we could work well together, you know, instead of just a random assortment of people like me, I feel like we'd do better strategically i guess that makes sense like not just you know Thermopylae at one at a time you know in a narrow area but would try and surround someone tries to go for his let you know and try and work as a team but i'm still going to say double what you said it's going to take 10 of 10 jameses to (laughs) go after aaron donald um let's see david said name the best running back in the class too uh, there's not, I feel like there's not many.
1: I feel like the guy from what's the name, Brooks from Texas? Is it Texas? Yeah, Texas. Yep. Yeah, Longhorns. yeah, yeah. He's I think actually he's number
0: one on Kuiper's rankings, one. I believe. He's his top, running yeah.
1: Back. And then the Michigan running back, uh, there's two Donovan no, it was Edwards and Blake Coram. Yeah, yeah, those two. I feel like those are the really only ones I'm thinking of, right? I mean.
0: The, the one I see when I read draft stuff consistently the most is the dude from Notre Dame. Um, but maybe I just haven't watched a lot of Notre Dame and it's, it's a little early for, for me to comment, like, cause I don't watch enough college football, especially now with a toddler. I, I barely get to watch Georgia tech games. So I don't have as much of the eye test as I'd like. And as I have in previous years. So off the eye test, Though I'm gonna say I'm with you. I've seen some Michigan. Been such a Michigan fan. I've watched a little with him, but he's always he's sent. um, You know, uh, he gets me a little invested, and I think Blake Corum's a stud. Um, Yeah, I will say throw out a kind of wild card as an underrated, like no one's taking this guy in the first round or anything like that. But I remember a year or two ago watching Will Shipley from Clemson and being like, this guy's quick. He's quick. He mm-hmm. hits the hole hard and he's a, he's a good receiver. So I could see him kind of being a third down running back, you know, making impact as like a mid round pick. And so and he was a five-star recruit once upon a time, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's Henderson from Ohio state was the one everyone was talking about ahead of the season. Um, he was just, you know, viewed as kind of boomer bust, but I, I don't think he's, you know, done anything to help his stock. Um, yeah. You know, the guy from Wisconsin, uh, what's his name, Allen. Uh, I mean, there's a handful of ones, but I, I think I like, as of now, Blake Corum. But I can honestly say, as of right now, me sitting at the sixth pick, if the draft were today, I'm not taking a running back at the because I'd probably have five receivers ahead. Five receivers, a tight end, and a couple quarterbacks before any Perfect. running back on my board. His pick, yeah, true, true, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also, you know, six deep at running back on my team, so it's not like I <laughs> need to draft one anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, Sam says, comparison for everyone's fantasy team to a real NFL team.
1: To a real NFL team? Oh, man, yeah, I got go I
0: mean, I guess we don't have to go through all of them, but do you want to pick one or two? Yeah, yeah, Um Let's see. Like who's Tyler? I mean, Tyler's got to be compared to what? The Chiefs, the the top dog. He's coming the off the dogs, championship. Yeah, He's the favorite to win it again this year, right? Yeah, he, he would have to be the Chiefs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> who Who um, do you think you are? Uh, my team. Uh, <laughs>
0: You're the Falcons. I would
1: say I would say the Broncos. Okay, why? Because didn't they win their last two? Uh, and they beat the Bills recently, um, or or on Monday night as well, even though I didn't beat Teddy this week. But the last two they've beaten, they put up some points and they're figuring out their way. I would say that the Broncos would be me. Um, I'm
0: gonna put you as the Falcons, and the reason I'm saying that (laughs) is because came in with high expectations, disappointed. Um, you had high expectations for the Falcons. A, a talent – okay, how about this? A talented roster with no quarterback. Uh, is that fair? You have a talented roster, but you need a quarterback. Kenny Pickett's not it. Daniel Jones is not yeah, it. Yeah. Um, you had one, and he's gone. But, uh, but yeah, the uh, – but you have good receivers, good running backs, but you're not winning, so that's where I'm putting you. Uh, okay. I'm going to say David – is we'll give David – The Panthers? The Panthers because they're so bad, but I'm going to say <laughs> the Bears or the Commanders or the Raiders. One of the franchises the that's like, what are they doing? David's made some moves, <laughs> but when I've been on the podcast, you've heard week over week, I've kind of criticized all his trades. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to put him as one of those franchises like – You know, like Bill O'Brien when he was managing the Texans. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Who's most like San Francisco? San Francisco? Uh, We'll say Billy.
1: Billy, yeah, I was thinking the same thing.
0: I mean, Billy, San Francisco's got as good of a shot as anyone to win it. I think that's the case with Billy. Extremely talented team. But also – um, a very good defense, and historically yeah. in, in the league, Billy hasn't been scored on as much against as some of the other teams. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'll say Billy. Can you hear my dog in the background? Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, it's not too I'm loud. i'm on the complete though.
0: other side of the house, and I have the door shut to the office right here, but I don't know what is outside. But, uh, but yeah, actually looking at this, of all owners, that's actually not a very accurate statement I made. Because looking historically, let's change it from owner to franchise. Because owners, the most points against has been Billy or has been Kevin. And second was Billy. So I'm actually going to eat my words here. In league history, uh, if you change it to franchise, it's a little different. The franchises that have scored – I'm just pivoting the data. The franchise that have scored the – had the most points scored against them, I'm going to rank them from 1 to 12. Kevin has – his franchise had the most points scored against it with 14,663.38. Then you, mm-hmm. are the, your franchise, the second most scored against. Then Teddy, then Billy, then Jonathan – then Andrew, then Ben, then Tenny, then Sam, then me, then David, then Tyler. I'm actually down near the bottom, but Tyler is uh, 13,775 points have been scored against that franchise, um, which is crazy that that franchise has won as, won as few games as it has. I think it was the least winningest franchise. Um, but that's going off on our tangent. Any other comps you want to make for, um, for our league versus the NFL? Uh,
1: no, nah, I think that's it. I think hey, we got the big ones me. out the way. Uh, I feel like hmm, I was going to say either the Ravens or I'm going to go the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Why the Dallas Cowboys?
1: Because <laughs> you're America's team and everyone hates you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. That's uh, uh that's fine. I'll take that, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um Tyler said, Have you ever cried over a sport?
1: Uh yes. And that was it's soccer, of course. Uh the day Thierry Henry retired.
0: I cried. Okay. Um I don't think I have. Honestly, actually I, I take that back. I think when I was a kid losing in the finals of a youth soccer tournament i think like our whole team cried once um no uh but actually as a fan no the close the the worst reaction was after 28 to 3 after the falcons lost but it was more anger i was i (laughs) was very angry and i had taken the next day off work so i was angry and then i drank and then i just i went home from watching it at sam's um sam's place and i just Drank and I watched "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" and I was angry, <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> cry after the Falcons lost that one. Sam says, "How many spoonfuls of mayo could you eat before vomiting? And each spoonful you eat without vomiting is worth fifty dollars."
1: I would probably only do five. I'm not a big mayo person. See, so, adding yeah.
0: in adding in the five dollars per spoonful, yeah. I'm, I'll eat a whole i don't like mayonnaise that much mayonnaise is fine i like i like it on sandwiches and stuff you know but for fifty dollars a spoonful i'll eat a whole freaking uh, <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> see
1: i can't i can't do that ooh
0: it, yeah, I wouldn't it enjoy was... it but that's a that's a hell of an <laughs> incentive fifty dollars a spoonful we're not talking a dollar or two dollars we're talking fifty so i will yeah, I'll get thou tens of thousands of dollars out of that. Oh <laughs> uh, recommend one movie and one tv show for tyler
1: uh one movie
0: um i mean i guess you kind of recommended tron i don't know if we yeah. want, to, if you want to stick with that i actually did recommend one specifically for him when i said 40 old virgin but uh but we can throw another one since it was asked twice
1: um for me one other movie i think we talked about it i think they said it Mrs. doubtfire is like one of my all-time favorites um uh truman show another one of my favorites um uh what else a classic was um revenge of the nerds that was like growing up one of my like kid favorite movies or teenage favorite movies or um, revenge of the nerds yeah. um tv shows uh the bear is a great show that i'm watching right now um it just got I've renewed for a third season you should it just got renewed for a third season but the first two seasons were amazing uh i uh, love that shows really done well um the bear um another tv show i would say Oh, I was going to say this earlier. I did watch a documentary, but it was a TV show documentary. It was Welcome to Wrexham.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's very uh, good.
1: It's really good. So I'll change both. And I'll also say um, Rex Welcome to Wrexham was really good with Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome to Wrexham was really
0: good. Um, I, uh, I only saw the first season. I haven't seen the second yet. And I actually just finished today, um, The Last of Us on HBO. I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, uh, It's based off a video game. It got recommended to me by, well, I think Sam, Andrew, Billy, and Kenny, all from the the league. And I thought it was very good. It's only one season, nine episodes. But the one I'm going to recommend for Tyler, I don't think he's ready for that. Um. Because if Tyler's never seen TV, you know, you throw him into something like that. Like I said, with movies, that'll break him. So (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like if Tyler never watched TV, he didn't have a childhood. So we need to I'm going to recommend like Sesame Street or uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, ease him into it. Give him let him have a childhood. Let him uh, experience, you know, because all the TV we watch now. Built off of all that stuff, so uh, so yeah. Let's let's get Tyler to watch Power Rangers. That one might be a little intense for him, but that was my favorite show back when I was five years old. So. Oh,
1: Power Rangers, yep. Power Rangers, man. Good times. Kimberly, the Pink Ranger.
0: Everyone's first crush.
1: Everyone's first crush. Her and Topanga. They were on everyone's first crush.
0: That's fair um and and uh, movies you gotta go the same way he needs some disney movies tyler get some lion king go watch toy story
1: the big green the that big green yeah, if, yeah. You wanna in, if you want
0: to play and if you want to play in keenan soccer league you gotta watch the big yeah, Green. yeah you have
1: to watch the big green he's gonna have yeah. the, a,
0: a mural of the big green up on the side
1: <laughs> that's what i should have
0: called it the big green Uh, okay this is the last one of the questions we're we're actually been doing an hour of just listener questions because it's been two weeks billy said top fictional characters of all time in your opinion then debate if you think tyler knows who they are tyler to then address this in the chat post pod listen are there any characters that have come to your mind
1: which one is that? Sorry, I went out. Um,
0: Billy just oh, no. wants us to name some famous uh, movie t- movie or TV characters. Um, his examples were Katniss Everdeen, Frodo, Coach Herman Boone, and Maximus. Oh, uh, fictional um, characters. Just you know, debate if we think Tyler knows who they are. So, uh, um, so I'll say. I mean, he said he knew who Katniss Everdeen and have heard of Frodo, but he doesn't know Herman Boone and Maximus, which come on Tyler you have to know Maximus <laughs> but I feel like if you do something like you name like Harry Potter or Indiana Jones where the movie's na- you know named after that yeah. or Rocky or something that's too easy everyone would know Which that know. Um,
1: yeah.
0: or even if the movie's not named like James Bond um, but uh, I'll start I'll throw one out then you can throw one out and we'll do a couple what about like Neo do you think he knows who Neo is nah he probably doesn't no You don't think he knows Neo?
1: Probably not. No, I'm gonna go with.
0: (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I think you're probably right.
1: Yeah, he 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 doesn't know who Neo is. Neo is nah, not at all. Um, I'm gonna go with. uh, I'm gonna go with just a fictional. He he probably knows who. uh, He probably doesn't know who George Costanza is.
0: (sighs) That. That's hard to not know who George Costanza is. I feel Stanz like that one—the likelihood of him knowing <laughs> that—is higher than the likelihood of Neo. Um, George Costanza, Cosmo Kramer—he
1: uh, won't know that. You, you think I'm, he'll know? I'm Michael gonna. Scott?
0: Okay, that, that's a good one. You throwing out George Costanza? I'm gonna also say no, just because I'm not giving Tyler any credit here. Uh, <laughs> all right, this one I'm gonna say yes, but do you think he knows who Ron Burgundy is?
1: Ah, uh, he has to, yeah. He has to know who Ron Burgundy is, yeah.
0: I think he has to know who Ron Burgundy is.
1: That's like saying Michael Scott. You you got to know who Michael Scott is. Yeah,
0: even if you've never seen The Office, never you know of Michael yeah. Scott.
1: You, yeah, you got to know who, who he is.
0: All right, you got um, another
1: one? Uh, that he might not know, that he should know. Or just famously, um,
0: me- here, do you want me to name a couple and you can just debate...
1: I mean, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch. There's uh uh what's his name? You sent him earlier from The Godfather.
0: Well, uh, you just gave it away. Oh, Vito Corleone. Corleone. But does he know who Tyler, Tony Montana is? would you Montana have known who is? Vito Corleone was without uh if he didn't say The Godfather right then? Answer that.
1: <laughs> does he know who Tony Montana is?
0: I'm gonna say yes. I think uh, he will know who Tony Montana is. I, just, uh, I don't I think knew who Tony Montana was long before I saw that movie. So, all right. What <laughs> about Marty McFly? Would. Do you think he knows who Marty McFly is? Nah, nah. He's going to be like, who's that? He should know who that is, but he's not going to. I, I don't know, man. Marty McFly? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say, you know, who Marty McFly is. Mm, I don't think so.
1: He should know who Han Solo is.
0: Yeah, that's a definite yes. I think Han Solo um, will be an absolutely yes. And any other people, main characters from that movie, will be an absolutely yes for him. What about John McClane? Oh, from Don't say the movie. Don't say the movie.
1: I was about to, but yeah, he's not going to know
0: that. No. Not, not at all. You don't think he'll know John McClain?
1: No, nah, not at all. I'll put money uh, on it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> no as well. Um, what about Pete Pete Vankman? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely not. He's going to be like, who is that? I know where that's from.
0: I mean, yeah, you've seen the movie. <laughs> these are yeah, like, you, you, like, I feel like these ones were not getting really obscure. Any of the ones that we've said should be a yes. Yeah, like, should be. Yeah. Even people who don't watch movies know who, like, Pete Venkman and Marty McFly are. So maybe a little more uh, obscure. Do you think he knows
1: who? No- norman bates is
0: yes i think he's gonna know? know who norman bates is because th- the ones we're saying are iconic and have been around so long like these ones most of these movies we're saying are from before we were born um and some of them are around time we're born or when we were kids um and that one has been around so long and it's so much as yeah, I'm gonna say yes, he knows who Norman Bates is. What about Lloyd Christmas? I'm going a little no. more obscure with it.
1: Yeah, he's not gonna know that one.
0: I don't think he's gonna know Lloyd Christmas, but I was just trying to get a little more obscure. Um uh, I don't know, because we're doing such we're doing some A list movies. So what uh, which one you got next?
1: Uh, kind of think. Um, he'll know Jon Snow, right? Yeah, he'll know Jon Snow.
0: Oh, yeah, we are just doing movies. Like,
1: oh, we just uh, TV shows too. Yeah, I feel like oh, that's um, true.
0: We have, to, I mean, we have just done movies, but I've got a couple more movies. What about Jafar? Do you think he'll know who Jafar is? Um, so, no. You don't think
1: he'll no, know
0: I'm Jafar? Gonna say, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. I'm going to say yes to Jafar, but I'm going to say no to this one. I'm going to say he won't know who Judy Hops is.
1: Judy Hopps? I don't even think I know who Judy Hops is.
0: Well, you can Google her.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's Judy Hopps. I'm going to have to like, Google her
0: now. Um, yeah, that one's a little less obscure. What about Clarice Starling?
1: No, he's not going to know who that is. You don't oh,
0: think Ty's going to know, gonna know Clarice is, Starling? No. <laughs> nope. Did you Google Judy Hops? Yeah, I know who I know. I know who
1: Judy Hopps is now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all <laughs> right um uh, maybe a couple uh tv show then what about andy dwyer i'm nah, gonna say no
1: no no you
0: don't think you'll know andy dwyer
1: no not at all um who else?
0: jesse pinkman
1: nope he'll know jesse I feel like pinkman. with no I, he better know who chandler bing is
0: yeah, he'll absolutely know who Chandler Bing is. There's okay. no way he <laughs> doesn't know who Chandler Bing is.
1: Okay. Um, who else is there?
0: Leonard Hofstadter. <laughs> no way he'll know. Uh, I I feel like all of these, except for a couple, except are yeses. Except he's not going to know Lloyd Christmas. He's not going to know Judy Hopps. He's not going to know Andy Dwyer um he's not gonna know john mcclain but mm. i think he'll know the rest now that was a that was a pretty long list there so any more you want to say because because I, I want tyler tyler when you hear this <laughs> comment back about every single one of those and you know that this is going to be a new segment now uh we're gonna have to do this uh, every week we're gonna i'm gonna when i host I'm gonna bring five to bring five to ten new characters Um, and we'll find where that line is. Like, obviously you would know who, like I said, like James Bond is, or at least I hope.
1: Yeah. We're going to find
0: how far under that rock you've been living. (laughs) Well, he's got a long list now, so we'll, we'll stop it there. We'll stop it there. Okay. So this, uh, fantasy football, uh, (laughs) this fantasy football podcast has not been a lot of fantasy football. We're over an hour in. So back to fantasy, um, Upcoming predictions, or are there anything else? Well, let me ask you one question first, because I I was asking everyone when I was hosting this um, Mm. for the first four weeks of the year, and I want to get your opinion. Playoff expansion, yay or nay, and why?
1: Uh, I'm going to say yay. And I'm going to say why, because change is good. And if I was commissioner, I would push this, just like all the other commissioners in the world are doing. And I think it's good for the game. I think we need to add more to it. And, you know, it sucks if you're a great team and you get knocked out randomly or something by the playoffs or something, but it, you just didn't play that well that day. And it, it happens, you know, so I'm yay with it, just like all the other commission, commissioners out there.
0: Yeah, it's been. I, I mean, I think I've been pretty open that I was against it at first, but Teddy changed my mind. And when we inevitably vote on it, which I think I will, just wait till the off season. I mean, we're not going to change it for this year. When we yeah. do vote on it, I think my vote is going to be for um for it. Yeah. With that, I think it would be a good idea to put us all in one division, and the top mm-hmm. two teams get the top two seeds. Um. Uh, now uh I I think if one division instead, or or you could go the other direction with it and have four divisions or something like that and really mix it up if you want to get weird with it. <laughs> but I think we'll <laughs> vote on that as well. Um are there any other changes you'd like to see enacted? Or is nothing just off the top of your head? Uh
1: nothing off the top of my head. Um I think I think everything is okay right now. I think i um, trying to think back if there's anything that I would not, not off the top, I would have to go back through. Okay. And see.
0: <laughs> well, then on to predictions. There's a couple games that are interesting. So I'll save those ones for the last. I'll start with what are your thoughts on Sam versus Kevin? Sam's projected to beat him by a good 30 points. Sam's six and four, one of the high scoring teams. Kevin's three and seven. Um, and uh, and in that kind of race for one of the top picks this year. So do you think it's going to be chalk and Sam's going to run with it?
1: I, I believe so. I, I have faith in Sam. I think he's going to run with it on this one.
0: Now, the one that he has even a bigger spread is Jonathan versus Kenny. Jonathan, six and four. Kenny also three and seven. But Jonathan's projected to beat him by even more than Sam was. Um, Kenny's quarterbacks, though. CJ Stroud's been insane. Um, Shawonta insane, yeah. Williams has really turned it on. So he's okay. got, you know, the looking at the box score, he's got the check boxes for those two, but it's pretty much down the line for Griffey otherwise. Are you picking Jonathan and to keep the playoff race interesting, or do you think Kenny can pull out an upset?
1: I'm on that one. I'm looking at the matchup. I'm going to go with.
0: Uh,
1: I'm going to go with. Depending on matchups and really who he puts in, I'm gonna go with uh, Kenny
0: for the win. Oh, that's probably the boldest prediction yeah. we've had. since people have made picks. Um, I'm gonna go generally, with, the yeah, closer ones like, know. "Oh, I'll do that," but a 30 point underdog, you know, picking that—good for you. Um, Andrew against Tyler. Tyler's coming off a loss. Is it gonna be two in a row?
1: Andrew against Tyler. On this one, yeah, Andrew's losing
0: this one. Picking against Jesus, huh, Kent Keenan. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Andrew loses <laughs> yeah. this Yeah. I'm going the favorite for all three of those games. Um, it was kind of wild to see that we've played 10 weeks and Tyler's been the high-scoring team, seven of them. <laughs> and uh, he was second once, third once, and fourth once, I believe, um, which is pretty crazy. Mm. um looking at that set i sent to everyone all right the other three are three ones that are really intriguing to me and i'm going to start with your game here you against david both two and eight someone's got to win so what are your keys to your game and tell me on why you you're going to beat them
1: uh i'm going to beat them because let's see warren starting. I think he's going to have a great game against uh, Cleveland, even though their defense style, I feel like he's going to put up some good numbers. Um, Odell Beckham scored in his last two games. I mean, it's been like he's only had like, I think the last game he scored, he only had that one target, but he scored in both. Um, uh, Who else? Who else? Uh, When I think back, Boyd, I like Boyd. And he would have gave me some more points if he caught that touchdown at that end of that game. Um, but I think he'll have a good game uh, against Baltimore. Um, I mean, I I got a spot that I need to fill right now because I don't know if um, – because I think Kamara's on a bye. And with Burks, I don't know if he's coming back this year. Uh, this game, Osborne's still out. Might throw in uh, Jalen Hyatt. Probably. Um, but looking at his team compared to mine. Uh, no, you know what? He might win. I mean, Murray's back. You don't think Samuel? Debo, I mean. Uh, I don't know. This is going to be a good matchup, I feel. Because I know Kenny is not going to do anything for me. He never does. And then Rashad White playing against San Fran.
0: That's going to be a
1: tough one for him. Yeah, um, I he might uh, come out with the win on this one.
0: He's actually currently projected to beat you, but you don't yeah. have Tamara in the lineup. But he has no tight end in there, and he's projected to win by fourteen. Uh, looking at his team, I honestly put this one a coin flip between you guys. That Tamara buys. It's hurting, but it's hurting right there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean Kyler and the way Dobbs is playing, Debo, Brees, Hall, David oh, actually okay. put a point. He put up a lot of points last week. So, uh, but but Keenan, you know I can't pick against you. Not why you're on here. So I'm. I think you're <laughs> gonna beat him, even though this is technically gonna be an upset if he's favored. But uh, but I think you'll win. Jalen Warren, you know, is going to step up. Rashad White, both your running backs. DeAndre Hopkins every so often has one of those 30-point games, and that's coming your way this week. So, Keenan oh, for the W. So?
1: Okay, okay. Because last game he had base- basically nothing, but it was against San Fran. So, I think, right, yeah.
0: All right. We have been against Teddy, both 5-5, five and five, both long shots for the playoffs. But mm-hmm. not out. Whoever loses this game is out. This is an elimination game. So, uh, Ben against Teddy here. Who do you like?
1: Looking at the squad, I really like. I mean, Sam Howell's been putting up numbers. You know, I'm a Washington guy. Uh got Purdy against Tampa Bay. You know, Jalen playing. Um, if I had to pick for this one, I'm going Teddy. I'm going Teddy. And really, the only reason I'm going Teddy, I feel like that game between um, Washington and the Giants, uh, Brian Robinson, I feel like he's going to have a really good game against them.
0: Yeah. Talking to Ben, going into last week or two weeks ago, he was feeling not very confident for his last four weeks of the year. He plays Billy, mm. Teddy, Teddy, Billy. Um, and he was a, kind of expecting the 0-0 and 4 of those ones. Um, although he almost beat Billy, it's it's funny. A little side story was that Ben and I had a trade we had been talking about back and forth, and I was so close to pulling the trigger on it. And if I did, Ben actually would have beat Billy when they played because the guy I uh, – and I would have won too the game because I, I did start the guy I was going to trade him. It was Joe Mixon. Um, but I – But and he told me, he was like, if you traded him to me – uh, if you had made the deal, i be starting him instead of Romeo Dobbs. And he would have, uh, would have won there, which would have been interesting, but, uh, but we didn't make the not how it turned out, Billy got the win. Um, but uh, Teddy's team just looks really strong. I think some things haven't gone Teddy's way and clearly he hasn't always been starting his ideal lineup, but mm-hmm. I think Teddy's team, I mean, he beat me. Te- I think Teddy can beat anyone on any day. Um, ben can too. Ben has that kind of boom factor, but I think Teddy's floor is a lot higher, and I think Teddy's going to win this one. <coughs> um, and that leaves the last game, Billy against myself. Now, I just subbed out Watson, so projections are currently his way, but uh, but what are your keys to this game?
1: Um, for this one, it's, I mean, you need uh, Will Levis to... Have one of those games um, that he had when he started his first start, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like Jacksonville has something to prove in this game too after to get demolished by San Francisco, so mm, it's going to be tough for him on that one. They're playing in Jacksonville too, so.
0: Now I have a couple players on buys, um, and it looks like he's got Ramondre Stevenson on buy. I got Jonathan Taylor and Bijan, um, mm-hmm. so I'm having to start Jerome Ford and Joe Mixon. I wish I had my top tier lineup, but uh, yeah, and he's getting Justin Jefferson back, so I get why he's favored by seven. I just subbed in Levis, so it, you know, makes the line seven points, which is pretty substantial, um, you know, for a shootout like this. But uh, yeah. I, I would say the odds are probably in his favor, but I'm picking myself. Travis Etienne's so. gonna have a bounce back. Trevor Lawrence is gonna have a bounce back. Those those Jags. Um, you know, having the uh Cooper Cup now that Stafford's there. Stafford being back helps Billy's team because he's a super flex, but Cup's numbers are so much better with Stafford that it's yeah. we're talking single digits versus you know high teams. It can be a ten point swing there. So um I think uh I think I'm gonna take him. Who are you picking?
1: I am going, Billy.
0: Oh, Keenan, Keenan, Keenan. Uh, so- I'm sorry.
1: Year, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I had to. I feel like Josh Allen's gonna have a great game against the Jets. He needs it. Um yeah. And yeah.
0: Taricchio. Okay, well um that's it for the games for this week. Any uh any final closing thoughts? Anything you want to talk about?
1: Uh no. Um just once again, um, if anyone's interested, base athletics, um, want to get to know, want to come out and play some soccer, want to hear some more, just let me know. Um James has my card and my information, and check out our website, uh www.base-athletics.com. Um, I feel like I'm giving a, a promo right now. I'm telling free, you, man, free recorder, publicity. record a commercial. We're going to play it in the middle of every episode. Free publicity right now, and I love it. So, yeah. Shout out, Poland. Really
0: fly, fly in. That's what Atlanta has to offer.
1: Hey, okay.
0: All right, well, then let's end this with a suck it, buoy.
1: Suck it, buoy. Suck it, buoy. <laughs>